Welcome to the Talks with Meg podcast, where we will talk about the Catholic faith and discuss how to live the most authentic life possible here on earth while striving for heaven. Join me bi-weekly as I dive into topics such as prayer, relationships, and those funny, humbling moments. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and enjoy. Hey friends, welcome back to Talks with Meg. This week, we have I have two guests with me. This is episode 14. I have Jackie and Mara here, and we are going to be talking about Domestica. So I'm going to kind of let them introduce themselves. Um, I know Mara kind of over the years, I don't, we, can't, we grew up in the same town. And then Jackie, I just met a month ago or so, which she also grew up in the same town, but I didn't really know her growing up. So I'm so excited for you guys to kind of get to know them, and I'm going to have them each introduce themselves individually. So whoever wants to go first can take it away. Okay, this is Mara. Um, I am a wife and mother of four. We are starting a brand new little adventure homeschooling this fall, but Domestica has been, I think things that have been on my heart for years before I fully realized kind of how to put it into words and what it really was. Um, without some guidance from a priest that I trust and just taking the right people to fall into place. So I'm excited for you to get to know more about Domestica, but it's it's always a joy to try to figure out your vocation and daily life amid doing good, good works for the Lord. Yeah, and like they said, my name is Jackie. Um, I grew up in St. Henry in this area um, and moved away for about 20 years <laughs> and came back within the last couple of years. So now that I'm married and I have one daughter and another child on the way, uh, life is a little different being back, but it's wonderful. And Mara's invited me into this wonderful apostolate and um, I'm excited to continue uh, growing within this apostolate and also to be able to share this with all of you. So thanks for tuning in today. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. So yeah, basically today's episode is going to give you a glimpse into what Domestica is. Um, I know some people probably know what it is. I know a little bit about it, but it's kind of a baby and brand new. So Mara and Jackie are going to discuss kind of the ins and outs of it, future plans and kind of how it came to be. So yeah sit back and enjoy. <laughs> so our first, I guess my first question is either Mara or Jackie explaining kind of the background and how Domestica came to be. So. I think, I think like I mentioned earlier, it was, it was such a slow process of building. And I think this is important to keep in mind, like the Holy Spirit definitely puts ideas on your heart and sometimes it's not going to happen right away. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's going to take years. <laughs> before things kind of come into fruition. But what really got the ball rolling was, I think the last few years, I, I love to sit down and write when I have the free time. And I was sharing thoughts on social media, but it was not a place that I really wanted to share all the thoughts. Um, <laughs> social media, I just love for it to be connecting people and not so much diving into deep theological thoughts. But it was just this pull to to want to write more and this tug to start a newsletter just kind of really drew, drew me in. But I had no idea where to start or why I needed to do that. And then at the same time, you know, we had had 
a child after a child and the more and more children we had the more and more my desire to be home and just raise our children in the faith grew and so I think it was these two ideas merging together trying to raise a family in a secular world to be of the world but not in the world is that how you say that in the world but not of the world but then to to share that joy really fostered this idea of family life but I didn't know how to articulate that until I met with a priest and just had some really good spiritual direction and he said well let's pray about it but I think I think you are on the right track with some things um, and about a week or two later, he said, actually, I think you need to start an apostolate for families. And I was like, oh, okay, let's do it. Um, I said, but if we're going to start an apostolate for families, I said, I want to create a newsletter that goes with it. I said, because not everybody's going to just jump into an apostolate right from the get-go. But being mm -hmm. able to touch people here and there with bits and pieces of a newsletter, hopefully will draw them into the apostolate over time. But then... Again, life works in mysterious ways, and I sat with this grand project for months and didn't know where to start. I was so overwhelmed, and then I met Jackie. <laughs> yeah, Mara is the ultimate inviter. She is so welcoming. <laughs> it is definitely a gift of hers, and we um, just became fast friends when we first met, and um, she started sharing this piece of her heart with me and invited me into it um, because I kind of dabble in writing myself and um, just marketing feel the <laughs> I feel the same kind of um, almost urgency really and just need for this within the church and so um, she invited me into that and we um, have been working on this our first newsletter actually came out in February so of this year so that's how long we've been going at it, and there will be formal enrollment coming out, but it is uh, still to be determined, hopefully by the end of the year. Which um, we've been saying that for a few months, if you followed <laughs> along from the beginning, but we do keep saying, grow slow, take your time, um, not to overwhelm us or even anybody else. Yeah. So here we are with um, this new upcoming apostolate, and... We were just teaming up and um, trying to prayerfully curate newsletters for everybody to be able to access and read. Um, and and that the, the beauty of that is that we're able to touch even more people than would be enrolled in the formal apostolate when we get to that point, too. Awesome. Yeah, I think it's really important to, like you said, some things just need to start slow. I feel like we live in a world where everything feels like it needs to go fast and be done like the next day after you have an idea, but that's not really how the Lord works or how our faith works sometimes. It takes a little bit of time, uh, especially when we're in seasons of waiting or different things like that. We have to kind of trust the Lord in his process because there's probably a reason things aren't taken off right away like they should be. <laughs> yeah. So awesome. I guess my next question would be, who is... Domestic are for. Um, who does it serve? Different things like that. So, um, 
Clearly, Domestica is a apostolate built toward, with a focus towards families, um, and Catholic families in particular, because here we are trying to be that domestic church out in the world. Um, but it's not exclusive. It's also not exclusive to families because there are a lot of people that are prayerfully discerning what their vocation is, and there are people who will be called to be a part of or to pour into this apostolate who are part of a family but maybe haven't, maybe aren't married or have kids, but all of us are part of the family, right? So um, in that, I would say that you know, our focus, again, is towards, towards that family nurturing within the Catholic Church, but not exclusive. Yeah, I think to pick up on what Jackie already said, this, this idea of growing your domestic church, for me, really came from, I can't expect to just go to church an hour on Sundays, or even for some morning masses and some adoration time, which I highly recommend doing those as well. But I can't just plug in for a few hours and then expect life to just magically unfold from there. Mm-hmm. I think especially growing families and as you're working on that discernment for your vocation to to strengthen your domestic church, Mother Teresa says it so well, like go home and love your family and that can change the world. And so I think if we can really focus on our families and the life that happens within our homes, we can make such an impact in the world. So being able to really understand our mission as laity through our domestic churches, I think is is something that's really important as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I think it's very much needed, especially in the world we have today. Um, Yeah, awesome. I couldn't put it any better. So I guess we kind of touched on it a little bit, but I don't know if you two have any more to add. So like, why is this needed in our society? Which most of us can look around and kind of see why it is needed. Um, I don't know if you two have thoughts on that as well. Well, before we jump into why it's needed, I'm going to share with this with you because my husband sent me this article recently about the difference of lay ministry and lay apostolate. And I thought that this just put a little bit of our talk into perspective so so good because lay ministry and lay apostolate aren't the same thing and I think sometimes we hear that apostolate word and we don't really know what that means mm-hmm. um, but apostolate happens out there in the big wide secular world at the risk of oversimplification you could put it like this lay ministry is something that Catholic lay people do on Sunday morning lay apostolate is what all Catholic lay people should be doing every day of the week That was a quote from this article that he sent me. Um, And I just think that that hits home. Like if we can focus our domestic churches on the things that we do day in and day out, raising our families, you know, as simple as prayers before meals, adding, focusing on celebrations with the feast and the saints and understanding the liturgical calendar, it just grows so Mm -hmm. much and snowballs. I think it's really gearing our hearts towards fully embodying what the church professes, right? So um, to build on what Mara was saying, um, you know, really, we, we need to live the fullness of, of the truth. And how do we do that within our families? So we're, gr- we're growing that within our homes and then spreading that out into the world, out into that secular world. 
Awesome. Yeah, I love that. I think it's a great thing too, even though our area, we do come from such a like, rich tradition in the Catholic faith, but I feel like a lot of us are just used to going to church on Sundays and that being it and not really allowing the Lord to be in our lives other than just that hour on Sunday or hour and 15 minutes, whatever it is. Um, but I think it's a beautiful thing. And knowing too that like we have to start in the home, otherwise it's never really gonna go anywhere, so. Yeah, I think we're living in a time where we have to be so countercultural. Mm -hmm. counter um, and I think that's why the idea of growing the domestic churches is, is so important right now is that it's, it's this island, it's this refuge away from the world that your family can really thrive in, that you can strengthen what you believe, what you teach your children, um, even the people that you invite into your home. I'm a, I'm, the people that know me love, I know that I love to invite people into our home. Um, but then you, you can touch so many people inside, inside your own home. And then I think it just makes these ripple effects in such a secular world anymore today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think never underestimate the um, seeds that, we're, that we can plant um, from a really good, pure, honest um, standpoint when I say that. Um, but never underestimate those seeds that we can plant within the hearts of our kids, within the hearts of our brothers, our sisters, any friends who enter our doors. You know, we have the ability to really um, share in that friendship and fellowship within our own homes, like Mara's saying. And it is important. It's important to be able to commune with others, just like Christ did, and set that example for us. Yeah, and I think community is such a big thing, too, because, like, I've said it on this podcast to my friends and almost everyone that knows me that the people you surround yourself, yourself with matter, and, like, iron sharpens iron, so the stronger your friends are in the faith, the stronger you're going to be in the faith. And I think that's so important too, but also having those friends that maybe they are questioning things and they know that they can talk to you and you might not change their mind right away, which I don't think we should ever really go into conversations directly thinking we're going to change someone's opinion or mind, but we might be planting seeds for the future and who knows what the Lord will do with that. So, yeah, I think too, being a place of mercy and forgiveness for people too, um, mm -hmm. for them to have the ability to to be at ease in their in their true self um, and to be able to really find Christ through that. Yeah, I agree. Awesome. So I guess my next question is, what are your future plans? I know we've kind of talked about it a little bit. Any big things coming up? Just different things like that. <laughs> We're both over here smiling because I feel like we have so many big things that we want to yeah. do. <laughs> Um, but I keep telling myself, grow small, grow small, and, and slowly make things happen. Um, some of the things that we are planning is we would like to do a formal enrollment of our apostolate. And we've been planning this from day one. So kind of what that looks like is when you, when you formally enroll your family in the apostolate, there are going to be certain um, specifications that your family is going to make, um, to pledge to make. So things like having a crucifix in your home, um, having a Bible in your home, things that as Catholics we should be doing anyways, but just kind of making it that step and that proclamation that yes, in, in enrolling our family in this apostle, we are going to, to do these things. 
and then also just really living out the faith, focusing on those precepts of the Catholic Church, knowing that we're going to take it a step further and not just um, say we're going to do this individually, but then teach it within our own homes. Mm -hmm. Also within that formal enrollment will be the opportunity to have your home blessed and also have your home consecrated to the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary, which that's Immaculate Heart of Mary's feast day is coming up next month, and we just celebrated the Sacred Heart of Jesus. So two major um, feast days that we just really think are important in in the homes to celebrate. Mm -hmm. Can you think of anything else with our formal enrollment? Um, To follow the precepts of the church that are outlined in the catechism, um, and that's really what we commit to as Catholics too. So, you know, that's just part of that formal commitment as kind of outlining, agreeing to those precepts. Uh, We're we're saying this does matter. Um, And and Mara was mentioning the newsletter, and I had mentioned it a little bit before too, and I I just want to take this minute to talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. the, The newsletter is supposed to be a way to help guide us in how do we do this? How do we enact this in our home? So there's just five categories that we try to focus on for the most part. Sometimes those can be <laughs> Sometimes we mix plots. it up on you. <laughs> That's kind of the way God works, right? <laughs> Sends us in different directions sometimes. But we kind of stick to five categories that we think are helpful in um, actually growing us as well as hopefully growing all of you out there uh, in our faith. So we have prayer. We have... Um, the home, we have liturgical, holy men and women, and media. So those are our five categories that we typically focus on. And we have articles, um, sometimes printables, depends on what the topic, the main topic is for each of those categories that we share each week. And Mara, each month, or sorry, each month, <laughs> <laughs> the first of the month is when each newsletter comes out. Um, Mara and I do some of the writing, but we've also invited outside writers and would love to encourage other people to continue to contribute. So if you feel like that's something that might be on your heart in the future, feel free to reach out to us. Um, and we're just really, um, proud of the newsletter and, um, grateful for the way that it allows us to grow as well as hopefully everybody else who will be in the apostolate and beyond. I think, you know, those ideas of breaking those five categories down in the newsletter kind of in my mind go back to the precepts of the church and those things that we should live out daily. We, we really should have our homes be Catholic homes. You know, when you walk into an a Catholic home, you should know instantly mm-hmm. that it's that it's a Catholic home. <laughs> Jesus should be hanging on the crucifix somewhere. Um, thankfully, I was gifted a, a statue when my grandfather passed. It's a Sacred Heart of Jesus statue, and I proudly put it right in the <laughs> the living room, not just to guess, but to remind her of me. You know, in the middle yeah. of my day, that 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 this is me trying to live out holiness in in the ordinary in our everyday lives. Um, so that, I think I always love the home piece. The prayer, Jackie is so good at always pulling prayer into our days. I always make her pray when we're together, <laughs> lead us in prayer, because she just does such a well, just such a great job at it. 
Um, and then, you know, focusing on those holy men and women, we just can learn so much from the saints. And I think sometimes we don't utilize their stories and the lessons that they can teach us because, man, they've got some really, really amazing stories. Liturgical, honestly, before we really dove into Domestica, the liturgical calendar was not something that I really synced my mind with very often. No. And so this is like a really good learning piece for me when we do the new monthly newsletter to like, oh, these are the feast days this month. This is like the big things liturgically happening in, happening in the year. And this is why we celebrate those big feast days. I think it's so important for us to learn. It goes back to that like family history, if you want to think about it like that. Like we all have family trees and family lineages and in this area we're always proud to talk about who's yes. related to who and who knows who yes um but we need to do that with our faith too we need to understand why we celebrate the things we do where those traditions came from because some of them are just rooted since the day christ walked the earth and so being able to kind of dive into the liturgical things i think are really cool and then media i mean we have it at our fingertips every day. So yep. I think it's really important that we focus on something that's connectable. What I like about the newsletter also is that it's never just for women or just for men or just for teens. You know, we try to mix up a lot, whether it's that month or each, each, each month has a little bit for everybody. I think it's important that we, we focus on the family and that's all ages. And all locations. Yeah, <laughs> we actually just highlighted religious and um, priestly vocations in our last um, newsletter, and I think it's really important to talk about vocations um, and have that focus in our homes as well. Yes, awesome. I loved that piece. I read it, and it was really cool. Yeah. Um, but I will add a link to sign up for the newsletter in the bio of this episode, and then also links to Instagram and Facebook as well. That way, if anyone's interested, wants to, anyone wants to sign up for the newsletter, follow along on Instagram, on Facebook, you can do that as well because they put a lot of great content out there and I'm so excited for it. But yeah, do you guys have anything else you'd like to share in general about Domestica or anything we've chatted about today? I think what's important for for me to share is that you can share about that but I think what's really important for me to share about is that um, this idea of growing slow has always really been a reminder to me I think anymore in the culture we want things to happen instantly and overnight Um, Mm -hmm. we want to see a bunch of subscribers in our inbox and we want comments and likes on our posts on social media and sometimes I find that when nothing happens it's like the best reminder for me that like I'm not gonna see things overnight in my home either like I have to really dive into prayer the repetition of reminding my children to pray reminding myself patience when I need to address things in the house um it's that like constant daily living of our of our lives that we weave into faith that I think is just the embodiment of domestica that I just really over time 
want people to understand that, that like this is such a joy for us to be able to slowly grow with you and your families. And as much as I would love for us to automatically have events for you to come to <laughs> and cool merchandise for you to wear and different things, um, it's just a humbling reminder that we all grow slowly oftentimes and together um, and that we have to lean on one another as a community, I think is huge. Yeah, I actually was going to add that about the community, that a big element of this is community because we can't do this alone. Even in our own homes, if we're bringing other people into our homes, awesome, but we still need to be part of a community um, to help nourish one another and to lift each other up, to encourage. So that is a really important aspect of Domestica as well. And Mara did talk about merch. We're slowly <laughs> getting into that. We have a couple stickers <laughs> that we have um, for sale, actually, if anyone is interested. so And um, be on the lookout. We might have some more things rolling your way, but yeah. stickers right now yeah. that we love. <laughs> Who doesn't love a sticker? Everybody does. But I will say that our merchandise does help us to go and support the, the ministry. So all of the, the funds that are raised will go pour directly back into Domestica and any future events that, that will happen. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for being on today. Um, do you guys have anything else you'd like to say before we close the episode off? Props to Megan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all that she's doing um, to shine a bright light in the world as well. And thank you for having us here. Yeah, thank you're you welcome. I'm so glad you guys were willing. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. So we'll sign off. And thank you. So talk to you guys later.